Welcome to Path to Alignment with Hunger Yogi. My name is Natalie, your host, and I am here to help guide you into your path to alignment to become your most authentic self. I am so, so excited for today's episode. On this episode, I interview Vanessa Valencia, my friend and colleague from Trauma-Informed Life Coach Training at Elementum Coaching Institute. And oh my gosh, guys, this was such an inspiring conversation. I truly feel that so many people can benefit from this. This episode is for you if any of the following things that I'm about to say apply to you. If you are feeling disconnected from your purpose, if you're uncertain in your current path, if you work a corporate job and feel called to do more, if you would like to have a better relationship with money, if you are an entrepreneur and feel lonely in your journey, or if you lack productivity in your life and would like to know some tools to be a more productive person. So I would like to formally introduce Vanessa. Vanessa is an Elementum master coach and has a business of systems and productivity support for entrepreneurs. She has built teams and scaled multiple businesses and products to over seven figures for some of the world's leading brands such as Microsoft, Nespresso, Ford Motors, and Preston Smiles. She now supports coaches in the early stages of their career that are building their businesses but are not clear on what to do each day to intentionally scale their coaching practice. Vanessa has personally coached me amongst many of my colleagues and she is such a wonderful role model for me. Vanessa really vulnerably shared her own life experiences about how she left her corporate job and found the bravery to do what she truly wanted to do. She talks about how she left her corporate job during the pandemic and she shared so many awesome productivity tools among so many more things. I found so much value in my own life from this conversation with her and I truly hope that you are able to find so much value in listening to this conversation. So grab your notebook, take notes because Vanessa dropped some serious gold in this episode. And without further ado, let's get aligned and let's get into the show. Hello, Vanessa. Welcome to Path to Alignment. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here with you. Yes, my pleasure. I would love for you to just share anything that you think would be relevant in this moment about yourself. Yeah, well, I'm happy to be here with your audience. I know if they're listening to you, they're looking for details and practical tips around alignment and transformation and uh, coming probably from the world of knowing you through your yoga practice as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, my way that I know you is we've gone through the same trauma-informed training and uh, I am a business coach. I had been 20 years in business um, strategy prior to running my own company. So I had done brand strategy and PR through marketing agencies all over the world, worked with some of the largest brands. Wow. And it was great. It was a great career. Uh, and then about five years ago, I got to that moment of like, is this all there is? Mm. And that led me onto a path of my own self-development, looking at my own values and really, it led me to this area of why can't I be brave, brave enough to do what I want to do? So this ended up culminating in a journal that I created around that. And then I founded a company called Courage Creator that was both where I sold the journal and ultimately where I started business coaching and supporting others. Initially, it was just women in business who were looking to take the brave step to build their own business and helping them launch. And then that's expanded since then. And um, yeah, it's one brave step at a time. I think Beautiful. The, yeah, the path of changing uh, who you are, because you, mm. you get to live more than what your community, your parents, your friends or society tells you you are. And that, yes. I'm still on that path. But uh, that's my yeah. My intro in a nutshell. <laughs> That's your path, your path to alignment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Awesome. And with that, what does alignment mean to you in your life? 
Alignment really means saying the, the thing and acting upon the thing and having those two things being mm. in integrity and being congruent. And that was exactly where I was about five years ago, where it just didn't feel that way. I was saying I was happy. I was having the title that I thought I had been working for mm. and, you know, the mortgage and all those things. And it just, it was on paper, it looked great. And I felt guilty that I had this great life that other mm. people were saying, you should be so happy. You have all the things you want. And I mm -hmm. didn't feel it. I felt mm -hmm. shame for feeling mm. wow. wrong, you know, but that yeah. this was just, this was wonderful things. I was grateful for them, but they weren't the things my soul wanted me to have. Mm. Wow. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned like people were looking at your life and saying like, but, but it's perfect. Like everything is, it's exactly what you should want. Would you say that they were coming from a place of like, like seeing how much money you were making yeah. and they were like, that's exactly what you should want. Yeah, I think we we have, there's a few things in life that we all look at each other for. Money mm -hmm. is definitely one of them. Job title status, you know, and that status can come from money. That status can come from marital status or it can mm -hmm. come from, um, the, you know, having the right career path, et cetera. And because of the nature of the work I did, it was very glamorous. If you saw my Instagram five years ago, I was always at the best events. I had great clothes. I was mm -hmm. always traveling. So from the outside, it looked like, wow, she lives such an exciting life. Right. But the truth of that experience was because I was working constantly, relationships were hard to create. I didn't really have the time to make a connection mm -hmm. because I was married to my job, which I did love, but I didn't yeah it wasn't the thing that was going to sustain me mm -hmm. <laughs> longer mm -hmm. term. And I got, I was really, I started very young. I was rewarded because if you work hard, you get promoted. And it was mm. like this game where you get this and then that, and then this and an opportunity and a move across. And I, you know, I worked and lived in London and Paris and New York and all of these wonderful experiences. Mm. And it was like the next thing, the next thing, and it's yeah. never done. There's always something else. There's always another right. experience country bag to buy mm. <laughs> um, and it just started to feel really empty so, empty yeah. yeah and in what specific area of your life did you feel that emptiness mm. it started with love and the idea <laughs> of you know at this stage a lot of my friends were starting to either find their partners or have children and that was you know that was something I both couldn't imagine wanting for myself, mm -hmm. but then also wishing, well, when is that time going to come for me? Is that something I want? And then to be honest, what actually happened was I had to really do the work. Like, do I want that? Mm -hmm. Or did society tell me I was going to have that? Yeah. And that is for, you know, it's another area of alignment. Sometimes we think we want certain things because we maybe watched Disney when we were four years old and the princess mm -hmm. gets rescued. And so I was, am I just tired of this job? Or and want to be rescued by someone, or do I actually want this relate? And I actually did. I hired a coach to help me hold space for me to really work through those questions for myself because I didn't want to then just jump into a different life right. and then wake up in ten years and go, oh, I don't want this either. Like, what did <laughs> I actually want? What yeah. did Vanessa want? Not what Vanessa's parents wanted, or her culture, or even the, the work environment I was in. But really, just getting into the space of who am I? Because mm. I didn't know who I was. I got into my mid-30s and I was living another person's life in many ways. Wow. In that moment when you realized that, what was that like? Like I, you had been living this life for so long and then to have this awakening moment of like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is not who I am. Who am I? Like, Yeah. Honestly, I felt sad, really sad mm. because it wasn't like I I didn't have, I'm very blessed. I have my health. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, wonderful family. We, I, I have great friends and it wasn't like the, the things that are around weren't wonderful. They just weren't what I, it wasn't enough. I wasn't doing the kind of work that lit me up mm -hmm. and I, it took a long time because a lot of us also go like, oh, I studied this and now I have to do this. And I, I was, it took me a long time to actually realize the skill set that I had learned for the corporate world. I could actually translate into supporting coaches. So even that work I had to do where I was like, no, I'm going to leave this and do something else. But what are you actually going to do? Is that going to make you happy? Because, you know, 
I wanted to also still have money because I wanted mm-hmm. that to to bring in money, not for uh, to buy another Chanel bag, but to create something of value to be able mm-hmm. to be part of a community where I could actually give back and actually support people building businesses that were creating transformation Mm. versus working for the brands that had shinier shoes or, you know, great lipsticks. Wonderful, but it no longer felt in alignment for me. So Mm. I had to even discern that, like, what is the pieces that I get to take? I think a lot of us on the self-development path go, okay, I have to get rid of who I was Mm -hmm. to become something new. And my journey was not that way. It was actually, what do I take with me? What are the best parts of who I was that I get to then serve? Because, Mm. you know, in in one part of our life, we learn, and then we can turn around and share it, right? Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So you were able to build from what you had already learned your whole life, with the career that made you so much money, brought you so much success in that area, and bring it into a place of service. Yeah, I mean, and it's a business. Like I, I, mm-hmm. I run a, a business, so I don't want to yeah. say, okay, I volunteer because it's of not course. exactly that. Yeah, um, but there, there <laughs> is the sense of, you know, am I doing this to help a company sell more shoes or increase their number on the stock exchange, which is mm-hmm. what I had been doing, or am I doing this to actually help somebody who's helping someone else? Mm-hmm. So, if someone like yourself, a coach who is right. what you're doing, the business that you're running deserves to be big because it'll turn around and make impact on people. Mm-hmm. And so, I wanted to have that person I'm working with. I'm I have a B two B business, a business to business. So, I, the, mm-hmm. the businesses that I work with, it became very important for me that they were creating impact and that they were not doing this just for the money or just mm-hmm. for more. And that was something that I didn't think about when I first started because I was really taken by the brands and the excitement of the the glamorous life that was being presented. And I didn't mm. stop to think, well, what is the impact of what's happening with what I'm building? Yeah, And that became really important as I started to just get a little bit older, a little bit wiser. Mm. 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 Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And that must have took a lot of courage, right? To just like <laughs> let go of everything that you built and yeah. then start from from scratch essentially, right? Yeah. So what happened for me is it was all all going fine. And I think when you notice these things, there's often like in these movies where you see someone walking out of the, the company and like, that's it. And it's, it's, and <laughs> that doesn't always happen. What, yeah. what actually happened in my case was I had... Um, you know, I would, it was, I had already know, known that I was in a position where I'm like, I don't want to be doing this anymore, but I wasn't ready to leave. I had a mortgage, mm-hmm. I had responsibilities. So it, it happened in baby steps. And then there was this moment where I literally wrote down one day, why can't I be brave enough to live the life that I know is out there for me? I didn't know <laughs> what it was. I just knew that, 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 that I was not living it. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that question and I then started to ask myself other questions, like, if I was brave, what would I do next? Mm. And basically, this series of questions became a journal. And then that journal is something that the pro- I would get up before work between 5 a.m. and 7 a.m. before I had to mm. go into the office. I started working on that journal. And over a, f- a series of a few months, I researched how you produce a journal. I got a Shopify store set up and basically created this journal. Oh, my. That's amazing. Yeah. And the company was called Courage Creator. And Mm -hmm. um, the reason I called the company that is I researched not just bravery, but courage. What are Mm -hmm. they? Why are they different? You know, they we use those words interchangeably, but they actually have quite different roots. Courage Mm -hmm. is um, the the root of the word courage comes from core, C-O-R, the Latin word, Mm -hmm. which means heart. And it's Mm -hmm. the courage to take steps through from the place of the heart, knowing that you when you have bravery, it's a very masculine energy. Like you yeah. go out and do it. It's action oriented. And, and that was why I wanted the journal to have that name. Courage mm. is more feminine. Courage <sighs> comes from like, you know that there's pain involved. So often when you're taking courageous steps, you already know sometimes that you fall in battle, but you do it mm. anyway. Like the first line of defense in a battle is often the brave soldier. The one behind has courage because he saw mm. the first one potentially fall, right? So for me, that was really important because it was scary. It is really scary to leave a comfortable job. It's the safety. You know, you've had that experience yourself mm-hmm. as well. Totally. And I knew I had to do it. And so my way of taking that courageous step was to create this business 
start selling a journal online that mm-hmm. had the same steps that I was doing. And I was in the work. I wasn't like already, you know, I was very much like, okay, I'm going to start to do this and just start to explore this. Mm-hmm. And I thought maybe I'll sell a few journal copies. And I did workshops in Toronto. That's where I was living at the time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a business coach purchased a few journals and then they purchased, you know, maybe th- one the first time. And then it was three and then 10. Mm-hmm. And I started to be like, okay, what is a business coach? Because oh. I had come from the world of brand strategy uh, and communication. So I hadn't, I had come across coaches, but not in the way that we understand it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, it was, it happened to be a coach in the Netherlands. And so I actually got on a plane, this was 2019 and flew over and spent a week with him and his partner and watched mm-hmm. him use my journal. And they coached uh, members of um, Shell Corporation and other large corporations in the Netherlands, their executive teams. And mm-hmm. one of the tools was this product that I had created. And I came back to Toronto after this and went, holy cow, if these people can make a business of this using something I created, I need to be brave now and do it. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision to leave. And I left my corporate job February of 2020. Not the best timing, if we remember how, what was happening in the <laughs> right, world at that time. Right. But it turned out to be the best for me because the whole world shut down. There was no going out or spending time. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was focus on my business. And I literally put my head down in front of my laptop and, and built the business. And I went out and offered originally it was going to be this is what it looks like to pivot your career and this Mm -hmm. is the steps to think about because that was the journey I had just done and I felt it was an integrity to to coach around what I have done the steps I had walked through and what came to me was a bunch of people who wanted to launch their dream businesses every client has always been in that position where they've either if first one was a PR agency, she was a woman working for someone else who wanted to do her own agency. And then someone who had a dream idea of a travel company. And so mm-hmm. I started just helping people launch their businesses. This mm-hmm. is actually what you need to do to take action. This is how you break it down. The Brave Journal was that built that way, where it's an actionable small step every day. And mm-hmm. over the course of two to three months, you can see a tangible action builds things, moves you know, small hinges, swing big doors, basically, that theory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how I built my business. Oh my, this is so inspiring. I know Good. anyone <laughs> listening right now, I have chills. Like as you're speaking, it gives me chills because it takes so much courage and bravery to do what you did, especially in February of 2020, when <laughs> the world was literally sh- like shattering, but that bravery and that courage led you into a place where you could just be in solitude and discover what is it that I'm going to do here? Yeah. Like how am I going to build this and what's next? That was it. It was, it was, and you can create that for yourself too. It's all about boundaries, right? So in that I was really lucky that I got into a life experience where it was all I can do is work on this business. But mm-hmm. it even before that, even in January, February of that year, I was already going, I can't go out to this thing. What are the things that I need? And and maybe there's something worth sharing with your listeners Mm -hmm. if if they're in that position. For me, the biggest barrier was I have a mortgage. So the idea of having to pay this mortgage um, meant that I, as a single woman, couldn't get out into the, you know, I I just couldn't leave my Mm -hmm. great paying job because how am I going to cover this? That was the thing, ultimately, like I had to distill what was the one thing that was stopping me? Because on paper, it looked okay. Mm-hmm. I had savings. I had been smart. And it was ultimately the, the the mortgage was the big thing. So I put someone into my apartment. I rented it out. And that mm-hmm. was in late 2019. And I moved in with family. And that was tough because it, it, there's even though, yes, I owned a property, there was this whole story that I ran, this huge ego story of, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh. I am in my 40s and I've moved back in with my family. Like, I, when did I become such a loser? I had this whole story oh. about it. Not oh. thinking like you sometimes have to take these steps. This is the brave stuff. This is like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm further out of the city now. I have, and that was the thing that allowed me to save the money to build the business. Mm. Then, by the way, even though it, it was the pandemic, in the 10 months of running the business, I was able to touch and do my corporate salary in the first year of the business. Wow. And then double it the year after. And if, oh. if I hadn't done that work of what was the what was the barrier of entry, I wouldn't have seen that it was my financial thing. So yeah. I went in deep on, on financial work. Like, what's my story about money? Why do I mm. think I can't do this? And I did that work. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what's available to us. Like, where, where, mm. where are you right now? What is the work that you need to do? Do right. you have a story about love and relationships? Do you have a story about money? And yeah. it's not being afraid to do that too. Mm-hmm. That's the real brave work. Right. <laughs> Looking at our shadows, right. right? The shadows. And doing that work around the financial things that were holding you back, how did you do that? Like, how would you recommend mm-hmm. to someone that's like, maybe has a mortgage or something like that. And they're just like, that's what's holding them back from going into that next step. So what I did is I started to look at people who had built businesses that I wanted to build. Other Mm -hmm. people who were running like, at that time, it was more life coaches, a few business coaches. And, you know, how did they build their business? So these guys who I had met in the Netherlands, I asked them questions about their business. How did you do it? How did you leave mm-hmm. your corporate jobs? And really understood that there's a roadmap, right? We we share a coach mm-hmm. in Preston Smiles who always says success leaves clues. And that's, that was the thing. It was like, where are the clues? What did they do? When did they leave? Mm-hmm. How much money? So they gave me the idea that I needed six months at least of salary saved. And so when I got back, I started to save that salary and left right after that six months knowing, okay, if nothing happens, if the renter leaves, whatever, I'll at least have enough to cover my mortgage. Mm -hmm. And I took the biggest financial burden out. I'm very lucky I could stay with family. Not everybody has that option. So, you know, sometimes we've got amazing friends. Sometimes it takes us longer. Uh, I I did it in six months because I was able to save, but Mm -hmm. maybe it takes you a year, maybe it takes 18 months. So I had to just get clear on that piece. The second thing I did is I started to watch how money played in my world. Like, where was mm-hmm. I actually spending? So, mm-hmm. we, you know, a lot of times we, we say things like, I don't have any money. I stop saying stuff like that. I'm choosing to spend my money on this. I'm choosing not to go out because I'm investing my business. Mm-hmm. And so I got mm-hmm. really careful about how I spoke about money. I started to build Excel spreadsheets and really watch, like, do I, am I building and putting it towards this? saving fun for the mortgage or investing my business or am I buying like a new sweater because there's a great sale on it mm-hmm. whatever whatever shop I was looking at or did I buy yeah. my my thing was like pink lipsticks at Sephora I don't even wear a pink lipstick but I always <laughs> buy them they make me feel better so it yeah. was like I noticed that like why, why do I do this they're huh. sometimes 20 bucks 30 bucks like, they're not cheap and it was wait like so you were literally thing. logging every little thing that yeah. you were purchasing for about a period of six weeks I logged mm-hmm everything, every cent, just to really notice where, how money was playing in my world. And what I noticed is a lot of money was coming in and I wasn't acknowledging it. So Mm. there was more than enough. It was, it was little things like, Oh, you know, we, I had a a random check come in and it Mm -hmm. was like $14, but it was $14. Thank you universe. Yes. More please. And just having that gratitude for, so that was a huge (sighs) piece. The other thing I did is I started to set money minimums. And I noticed in my corporate career, because of tax and all all of that stuff, I always made around the same, like within a 10% difference. Mm -hmm. So no matter what happened, even over the course of five years, promotions included, I was always making around the same money. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. It netted out to about the same, you know, at the end of the day, what you take home. And I'm like, okay, so I'm ready to go above that number. So I put a 10% increase on that. And- I hit it. And then I put a 10% increase on that because the mm. thing that's different in being a business owner is your increase is limitless. You're not like getting a promotion once every 12 months mm-hmm. based on your performance review. You can make 20,000 one month and 60,000 the next. Right. So what would it look like for me? The, do I have the being to hold a $20,000 mm. month? Do I have the being to hold a $30,000 month? And I started to play from that place. And that's when I started to really make money. The first year mm. was like, can I just hit my corporate career? Yeah. Yes, that was great. But then that was my limit, right? And I had to start to learn like, what does it look like for me to double that? Yeah. Because I had this whole story that I made great money as a VP. And I, well, what does it look like if I made great money as a business owner? Mm-hmm. And, and what if that great money is double what I think is possible? And I played, yes. I made it like fun, I made it a game. <laughs> and that question, do I have the being? to hold this amount. Yeah. And that was why the money more on that. Yeah. That's where the Excel spreadsheet was important Mm -hmm. because, you know, it is the person. And so I'll give like real specific numbers. Like for me at that time, I was playing with 20,000 a month and it was, do I have the, am I a person who can hold a $20,000 a month? Like, yes, all my fixed expenses get more than covered by that. But Mm -hmm. what does it look like for me? Like, how do I walk in the world? What am I mm. drinking? How am I being? 
How am I spending my time? And that became really important for me to understand. And in many ways, I had to almost decommission myself as as the person who was an employee who was waiting for the paycheck every two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it was, am I spending money for my business? Am I growing myself? Am I spending for self-care? Or am I spending because I'm just like need a quick dopamine hit because I'm tired or bored, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is how I felt I was spending it in in uh, my, my world as a, a corporate employee. Yeah. So I just started to notice those things. And even in the, the noticing of it and then making di- different decisions, money started to accumulate. I started to treat it better. It was, it's mm. also money wants to go where it moves. Money doesn't want to sit in the bank account. And, mm. and in, in terms of the savings, it wants to do something. So it started mm-hmm. to be like, where am I actually creating charity? Where am I growing? How am I giving back? Mm. And that became a huge thing. It's, you know, if you look at the, the there's a lot of stories we have about, oh, the rich get richer. Mm-hmm. maybe but there's also if you look at who's giving money back the philanthropic group are from extremely wealthy people and i start to look at that as aspirational what would mm. happen if i had the money trust me to have it because i'll put four women through university mm. versus i'm gonna i'm gonna you know hold on to my three dollars and sit in my house versus yeah. versus no no give me 30 and i'll give out 10 like or, you mm. know, it, was, it started to be just like how can i just live bigger than i had been yeah and like I said before, it was about play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was really important. I think money as an energy in my experience yes. is playful. It, it mm. wants to make it fun. Yeah. Because most people look at money in such a stressful way. It's like exactly. they just want to hang on to it. And it's yeah. like, it's not fun. It's like, you got to just hang on to every little bit of it. Yeah. So how can you speak to someone who is like living in lack in that way? You know, it, the biggest piece of that is you start with what you have. Yeah. It's gratitude. Gratitude diffuses the scarcity yeah. because even if you're sitting in and you have to really believe and be grateful for it when you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And I I am not, I'm on my way. I'm growing a business. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm so grateful for what I have right now. Mm-hmm. I have lights. I have food coming for dinner later. You know, I have fresh water already. Mm. If you live and you're listening to this podcast, you're probably listening on a smartphone. You probably have electricity and the yeah. access to the internet. You are blessed beyond yeah. so many people. So just having the gratitude for what is gets to amplify. Totally. And I hadn't, you know, and, and I say this because I hadn't noticed I was so focused at the beginning on what I didn't have and feeling miserable at being back in that corporate job, mm-hmm. all of the lack that yeah. I wasn't noticing all the beautiful things like that. That job was amazing. It brought me wonderful people. It gave me incredible experiences. It gave me the education to then go off and create this next life. Mm-hmm. So just ha- giving myself the gratitude for where I was placed in that moment was really important part of getting out of that moment. Totally. It's interesting dichotomy. Yeah. Well, it is. And I actually recorded my previous podcast episode was about manifestation and exactly Mm. that just being so grateful for even waking up and having access to water that if you are listening to this podcast, like you have so much already because you have access to this and just living in that gratitude and looking at what we have rather than what we don't have. And and the universe will reward with more of that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So I, to my awareness, you help people that are new entrepreneurs, right? That are going from maybe being in a corporate job and then going into being an entrepreneur now. Yeah. Most of the people who I've helped are, are usually a couple of years into their entrepreneurial journey. Mm-hmm. They've been, they, they have a product already. They might be selling, they have at least a minimum of one to three clients. So they know their product is working, mm-hmm. but they're maybe selling it and they don't know how to get the next sales lead. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I actually build a business? Because the truth is, if you don't know where the next sales lead is coming from and you don't have a happy client, it's not a business. It's a side mm-hmm. hustle. Mm-hmm. So it's just getting real about it. What does it actually look like? How are, what are you doing? And I'm a believer in getting scrappy. There is a lot of like, get ads, da, 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 buy this funnel. 
No, not if you are less than 200K. The truth mm -hmm. is, you know the clients you're with. You're probably one degree away from the people who are wanting to buy from you. Why? Yeah. Because we don't really buy from social media. Social media is 11 to 18 times, and that number keeps going up in terms of, mm -hmm. do we trust you? Have I have you shown up enough times? Do I feel right. like I believe you and have got value from you to buy something? Where mm -hmm. if my friend recommends you because I'm one degree away, then I'm likely to buy from you or at least get on a call with you where you could then talk to me about your services. It's just a deeper trust level. Right. So the first thing I often do is just work with people like, what are have you tapped into your local network? What's mm -hmm. actually going on over there? Mm -hmm. How are you leveraging? What are you selling? Do you, is your messaging tight enough? Is it clear for me to understand what you teach, mm -hmm. why it matters, what are the results, and how do I buy from you? Because yeah. often that basic stuff is a little bit messy, a lot of new coaches I've worked with, uh, coaches in particular, as well as other kinds of entrepreneurs, but the coach group often go, well, I don't know who I'm selling to. I don't know who my avatar is. Mm -hmm. And the truth is you don't get to know that at the beginning. It pivots. I thought I was going to be a career coach because, <laughs> hey, I left my career. I've never really coached anybody on the career. Mm -hmm. I've, I've mentored a lot of people in their career when I was in my corporate career. Right. But actually I built businesses and this is, and this is what I end up doing as a coach myself. Yeah, yeah. But if I had decided I was a career coach, I would have gone in a whole different conversation. I would have gone back and forth a hundred times and I would have never started because that person was never coming to me, mm. but who was knocking on my door were people who wanted to build businesses and knew I had had this 20 year corporate career. Could you maybe help me to show me the steps? And mm. it was, I was helping them and they were getting results. So show up and serve who's there, who's yeah. around you that you're serving totally, right now. Totally, totally. And I will say, you know, through our time in Elementum, I've seen so many sides of you because you've coached mm -hmm. me before and you are an incredible trauma coach too. It's like you can you. categorize yourself as one or another thing, but the way that you're able to hold space for someone that I've witnessed is so amazing. So Thank it's you. like, just being able to express your how multidimensional you are as well and not just putting yourself in one category because you may attract yeah. so many different types of people into your space because you're learning so many new things as well. Yeah. And thank you for saying that. Yeah. It's also being a human being, you're not one or the other, right? You're a creator mm -hmm. and a consumer on it. A lot of people are on, you know, oh, I'm consuming on social, but you're creating too. You're coming up with ideas, right. especially if you're a business owner. And it's the same thing when it comes to coaching. The reason I chose to do Elementum was I had already been a business consultant with a lot of these clients that came before. That's what I was doing. And with a couple of them, there was no matter how, all the beautiful tools that I was creating for them or working with them on their business, what was really moving the dial was the deep level of accountability because I get in there on their business. Sometimes I have clients go, oh my God, you're on my webinar. Like, yes, I want to hear how you talk and how you sell because mm. that's how it's going to help you. Like I go deep, I get very invested. <laughs> and it's because it's so lonely, the entrepreneurial journey, right? We're doing these things. We're hoping it says, so I kind of see myself as I'm coming in to be your partner for a time. We'll co-create together and then you'll know how to do it and you won't need me because you'll trust your own inner instincts. Mm -hmm. But the coaching part for me was in order for me to hold the mirror up for someone to be able to trust themselves, I had to learn how to do that from a much more trauma-informed space. Yeah. And I do use those tools because often we can have the most beautiful to-do list in front of us and we don't do it. Why? Because when we were seven, someone shouted at us and mm -hmm. that is what's blocking us. So until we Ooh. look at that shadow you're never going to move the thing along. So are right. you willing to go to those spaces? That's what, yeah. that, that's the work of an entrepreneur. It's yeah. a spiritual journey. <laughs> yeah. And you know, something that came up for me just now, I'm just thinking of like people that I've witnessed that are incredible entrepreneurs that have so much financial success. You don't know what's actually happening in their internal life though. Like that success in the financial area doesn't mm -hmm. mean that that person has worked everything out. Their relationship may be falling apart. Every other aspect of their life may be falling apart. Yeah. So that's just interesting to note that just because you're successful financially doesn't mean that a person it's is just actually... one measure. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I've, I've been, I've had the privilege of working with some very successful entrepreneurs. And what I have found is the ones who stay around have, are, are willing to do that work. They're willing to go into their shadows and look at it and also pivot. Sometimes there's no point 
continuing to sell something? Like, are you willing to drop things? And I'll give my personal example. So the Brave Journal we've been talking about, that is mm-hmm. a product I sold for five years. It was this decent business. It was, it never grew to six figures though. It was kind of like always in the 60, 70 range. It did well. It was great to sell, but I didn't invest in it in the same way because I got more into the coaching. And when I moved to the US, I decided like it's time for that to go and sunset it. And a lot of people are like, why? It's still you know, a decent amount of money. Why would you get rid of this one? Because mm. you have to be willing to drop things. You, you have mm. to be willing to pivot. That's for me, in my experience, looking successfully clues again, looking at the entrepreneurs that I've admired yeah. and have really grown they get rid of the things that don't have high ROI mm. and it served its purpose. But I, as a person have evolved, my coaching has evolved and that accountability yeah. that I did and through this journal, I do in a very different way in my right. one-to-ones now. And it's just, it felt again, out of integrity to continue to sell something um, that I have evolved beyond. So mm. it was, I thank you, the spirit of the product that came to me, yeah. you gave me a whole different life. You created a whole different experience for me. But that our time together was over and I got yeah. to change. And and that's another this another thing to step away from and, and pivot. And I've seen mm. that in really successful entrepreneurs. Sometimes it doesn't make sense why they're changing their logo or they're yeah. moving along. But actually it's so powerful when you look back, like, oh yeah, that made sense. Mm. Are you are you doing are do you know what's happening in your market? Are you following yeah. that? Because that's all part of the journey of of yeah. knowing the business environment that you are working in. And essentially letting go of the attachment to that because you could have stayed attached to the journal and like what it was providing for you. But maybe by letting that go, it would create more space to grow in so many other aspects. Yeah, I had a few of them left and I gave them to a charity where I moved recently in Chicago. So they ended up going into to serve another purpose. Uh, And then I I was finished. And it's Mm. it's interesting, like you, you. I, it was difficult to do. I definitely had feelings and (laughs) I know that it was the right thing because Mm -hmm. the kind of business that I'm growing now is different. Mm -hmm. And I get to, I also get to pivot and change because who I was five years ago is different and who I'll be in another five years is probably Mm -hmm. different. And the ability to allow yourself the grace to fail and change is actually so powerful. We don't, we we just Mm -hmm. judge ourselves. I'm I'm not judging myself for this. It was great. Yeah. It served its purpose. Next. Yeah. <laughs> and that's courageous. It is that's a different courageous. form of, of courage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Wow. So if you were speaking to someone essentially like me, like you've coached me through so much with leaving school and then going straight into doing life coaching instead of like following my career path, which was such a big step for me. Yeah. If you're speaking to to someone in my audience that's kind of in the same realm where they're Mm -hmm. maybe finishing school or they're just starting their corporate job, but they're already like, gosh, I just know this is Mm -hmm. not what I want. It's not my sole purpose. Yeah. What would you say to them? Like, what what would be the first steps or? The best thing you can do. And this is something I felt I did a lot right until I hit 30. I played. I traveled. Mm I, I worked in different companies. I tried different experiences. This is the, your, I believe, until you get to 35, until you get your mortgage or any of that stuff, this is your opportunity to create your life experience. Mm-hmm. Don't try and be 50 now. You don't mm-hmm. have to be who you are. You're in the, <laughs> a prime period of your life. You're building life experience. You don't have to make decisions that hold you. And I think the worst thing you can do in that age, and I've seen this now, we all, ha- I, you know, we all have our friends that we compare ourselves to. And the ones who are so busy trying to grow up are now sitting, looking at it and going, I have regrets because I didn't allow myself the, the, the time to play. And play like learn a new skill, set up a business and fail. Even if you fail, it doesn't mean that you don't have to do it. You get to do it again. You try again. Mm-hmm. You have another business. And maybe the second or the third one becomes the seven-figure success, right? Mm-hmm. But this is the moment. You don't have a mortgage. There's no kids around. Uh, and, and you don't have the responsibility. That I'm giving talking super general here because, of course, there yeah. are people who have this stuff. Right, but right. This is the moment to play. Try something on. Like maybe you like aerial yoga maybe you're someone who wants to track in patagonia if you have the opportunities available to you take them now you will never regret Mm. those Mm. right you can always go back to the corporate job it's it's always going to be there right that's it and this is also the age where 
a lot of the world has told you who you are until you get to 20, right? Your parents, your school, etc. And now you're free. You to decide who you are. Mm-hmm. It's going to only come from time and from life experience. So decide if you're someone who maybe you don't like escargot because <laughs> you think it's gross, but have you tried it? I don't know. I personally <laughs> do not like it after trying it, but I like, I've tried it, right? Like it's those things like just give yourself the grace. Like yeah. maybe you don't like purple lipstick, but mm-hmm. have you tried it? Like this is the chance to do that. There's no, um, right. There, there's very little repercussions from trying things out. And I'm not talking yeah. like dangerous things. I'm talking about the stuff in life that we decide we're this or we're that. Oh, right. I don't like this. I don't like clothes like that. How do you mm-hmm. know? Try yeah. it. The, the most fun can come from putting on a different personality for a little bit right. and just seeing what fits. Just like when we're kids. Exactly. Kids play and then they drop that bright color jacket and the, you know, curly haired <laughs> wig or whatever. And they're like, okay, I'm done. But we yeah. forget about what playing from a place of curiosity as we get older like oh, yeah. no, I'm this way I can't be that way I can't go out right. doing that right. and what what if you can yeah it's just we become is, so attached to that persona yeah, that we create exactly and what we do find is nobody cares anyway mm-hmm. so yeah. you might as well do whatever you want <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, at the end of the day your family might have all kinds of opinions And in their heart of hearts, I hope for whoever's listening, they just want you to be happy. Mm. And if they don't want you to be happy, you should want yourself to be happy. You get to be. So what makes you happy? That's Mm -hmm. the thing to follow. Yeah. And on that topic of families, I know you, you said you moved back in with your family how was the support around that whenever yeah, you made that I am, decision? So my story is interesting because I grew up half in England, half in Canada. Mm-hmm. And when I chose to move back with my parents, I had left early. So it was very interesting to be with them at this time. They're a little bit older. It was incredibly healing. It ended up being about two years that I was with mm-hmm. them through the pandemic, a year and a half. So I was supposed to be there for six months. And then the month I went to leave, March 2020, <laughs> it uh, I never did. Uh, and it was a beautiful healing time in the big in the big lockdown. At that mm-hmm. moment, I had I was single, and it was nice to be not alone. So I'm very grateful mm-hmm. that I had that time with them. That the simple pleasures came back to my life at that time. So cooking, having conversation after dinner, and all those things that I honestly had to relearn because yeah. I had been in this high events fancy restaurants, going out all the time, mm. work, that wow. that was actually incredibly healing time for me. I got to have conversations yeah. about why did you do this thing the way you did? And mm. started to see my parents as adults who went made decisions that they, but to the best of their ability when they were yeah. 20, 30, it was, that's not easy work, that's shadow work in a, in a yeah. different way. And it was important for me. And then what ended up happening is I started selling the journal to one of the coaches that we mm-hmm. have in Elementum. And that led me into working for his company. Mm. And that ended up me- meeting my wow. husband that way. So it wow. all started from the journal, right? Wow, so what now, a journey. It's been a journey. So I we met uh, last year and then we got married earlier this year. And I now mm-hmm. find myself in a whole different pivot. Like oh I live in a different gosh. country and and all of that. So it's it all started because I took one brave step where I literally, <sighs> I count this back to 2018, where I wrote down, why can't you be brave? Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing at the time, but it for me it traces back to that moment where I was I was real with myself for the first time. Gosh, that is literally incredible. Like mm-hmm. just from one step, from from one thing that you wrote to be brave. Yeah. And now you were in and you've just followed the path. Like you I guess without resistance, it was just like, okay, this is where I'm going next. This is where source is guiding me. So I'm just going to go this way and this way. Exactly. I think there was a lot of, if I had known all of the, the, because it's scary, right? It's scary to change Mm -hmm. country. It's scary to, you know, close a business, all of that stuff. Um, But if I had known all that, I probably would have done it. And mm-hmm. the best thing in life that, that that has taught me, this is the surrender. This is mm-hmm. like, I accept what is. So at this moment, it was okay for me to do what I want. I got to live with my parents. Okay, suck it up, do it. And yeah. it wasn't, I didn't die. It was fine. <laughs> and actually, it was great. It was, I'm so grateful, especially now that I don't live in the same country as them. I got to my last year and mm-hmm. a, a bit in, in Canada was with them. Yeah. And I will never regret that time. 
uh, that experience they're, they're because they're older and they continue it's just it's it's beautiful that I got that and then it led me to the step that led me to this person when I wasn't looking because at that moment I had been, you know, we talked about money, but I definitely did the calling in the one work around love yeah. as well. Yeah. And it was also in a moment of like, that's never going to happen because mm. at this moment, Canada was in full lockdown and I'm working with a re- remotely, like, how is this even a possibility? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was in that surrender moment that of course come knocking on the door. I, my husband is an executive coach and we had hired him in to support us on something. And as the project finished, he's like, I'd like to stay in touch. I'm like, okay, great. LinkedIn. <laughs> like, you know, my head wasn't there. And it led to this incredible experience and like whirlwind romance. We traveled the world for the last year and then oh settled here in Chicago. Yes. So, you know, it's like, you never know what the step is after the step. Just mm-hmm. keep taking it in trust. If your soul's telling you you're in the wrong place, even if it looks like it's the right one, trust it's mm. all there's and and it comes from trusting that the universe and has your back right yeah uh, it, and there's just a good life waiting for you mm. you don't it's have just to be afraid. one step away just one yeah. step away one brave decision away exactly yeah <laughs> oh so i've seen you do some really remarkable things in a really (laughs) short period of time in these past like nine months being together in Elementum and I just wanted to have you give us some tips on productivity because I I, just the way that you do everything with so much grace like the amount of clients that you take a week and it's incredible how you do it so (laughs) please I I'm a believer in creating um Basically, there's I'll, I'll talk about it in a higher level and make it and try and make it practical for tips. But okay. there's masculine and feminine energy. Right. The masculine energy is like the brave journal. We're talking brave and courage, right? Mm-hmm. So the masculine mm-hmm. energy is go and go and go and get it done. And then there's the feminine energy, which is where creativity comes from. Are you mm-hmm. allowing space to rest? Because often the best ideas is when you're when you're resting. Mm-hmm. So it this took me many experiences of burnout to learn so you know if you're in it and this makes no sense I get you and just try it so the tip I always share is around the Pomodoro technique which is a Mm -hmm. 25 minutes and giving yourself at least three Pomodoros a day that's the masculine energy so priorities right if you're running a business ask yourself the questions that I shared earlier do you know where your next sales lead is coming from Mm -hmm. are your current clients happy even taking those two questions, and let's say you don't know where the sales lead is coming from. Have you reached out to your network? Do they know what you do? Have you reached out to the local yoga studio and gone and gone in there and said, hey, I'd like to talk to them and give a workshop? You know, it's sometimes a simple task. Set yeah. a timer for 25 minutes, send that email. Boom. That might be the thing that turns into the client much quicker than all the other things that you should be doing. Don't worry about funnels. Don't worry about this. Reach out, create real relationships, whether that's offline or on online. But are you having real relationships? Because people want to buy from people they trust. Mm -hmm. Are your clients happy? You don't have a business if you're not creating return on investment. Do they feel like you're getting added value? Do they feel seen by you? What is actually happening with your client? Do you feel that they're dropping in? Are they stuck? Uh, and, and whether that's something that you, I'm talking very specifically around coaching, but maybe yeah. you have a business where, you know, you're selling travel or you're selling clothes. Do, do your customers feel valued? Do they, they, did you send them a thank you? Like I used to send people mm-hmm. bought a, a journal, a thank you after, and it came yeah. from me. And some people were like, that's weird. Or a personalized note <laughs> because it meant a lot. Like I get it. You gave me your 30 bucks. I appreciate yeah. it. I know that you could have given 30 bucks to thousands of other journal products. Mm-hmm. So those little things matter. And what would happen is you get return clients often that way because mm-hmm. people feel good buying from people that make them feel good. Right. Totally. Yes. So that is the masculine energy. 25 right. minutes, the two or three key questions you want to ask yourself. The feminine energy is after you do that 25 minutes, don't sit and scroll. Don't sit and look at like Google. Get out, move your body. That mm. could be go to a yoga class, go outside. The the juxtaposition, like the yin and yang of sitting and getting up and moving, that's where the real ideas come from. So if mm. you're doing content, write, put a 25-minute timer, write about your 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 business, like write about everything that is important, the major issues that your client's having, et cetera. Then get up and yeah. go for a walk. Then come back and look at the list. And see what else has dropped in. Because in that energy, you're really shifting. You're moving things around. 
So mm. I often have people structure their week and um, I theme it out for each day so that they're working on something each day that is going to help with creativity, with sales, moving something along, customer success, mm. like actually breaking down the business to very simple things. Yeah. And we're talking simple because until you get your business to about 300K plus, that's when you start to need systems and you're building mm -hmm. on a different scale. But before that, to get to the 300, focus on the two things. Do I know where my next sales lead is coming from? And mm -hmm. are my current clients happy? That's what mm. matters. Those two questions answered consistently well will build you a six-figure business. Oof, that's gold. That <laughs> is gold. And then would you say this is also a way to prevent burnout? Like, like keeping so. that balance of the masculine yeah. and the feminine. Yeah, I mean, I'm. are most of your readers female? They're predominantly women. It's actually pretty half or, and or half. Readers are listening. It is. Okay. Yeah. So this one, this might be more for the women, but it, this mm -hmm. is true for men too. Mm -hmm. We have cycles, right? So whether right. it's the cycle of the moon or, or our female cycle, we are often have different levels of energy. And mm -hmm. this is actually true for men as well. Maybe not to the extreme degree. Yeah. Listen to that. Listen to your body. If you're tired, don't push through. That's how you yeah. create adrenal fatigue, right? So take a break, rest. I share it and I also need to hear it because I know this is easier <laughs> said than done. Yeah. But I found like creating space in my calendar, I was filling it with a lot of stuff just because that felt safe for me because I can do a lot because that's mm -hmm. the world I come from. And it became very uncomfortable for me to just create spaces in my calendar. Yeah. Uh, and I've done it on purpose because the work that I'm doing now, the the work that actually matters is the creative ideas. Mm. That's how I really help clients come up with yeah. money saving, money saving or money making ideas. And I can't get that if I'm just response, response, response. If you're in complete response constantly, you're not actually supporting anybody because you're just reaction, reacting mm -hmm. all constantly. So I wanted to create a more of a, a, a life a schedule for myself where I was in the receiving. So am I mm -hmm. being available to receive? And that means yeah. going for a walk outside. That means like taking time to rest and allow ideas to drop in. Do you mm -hmm. ever notice that? Like you could work on a problem all day, but then you get up and take a shower. You're sitting at a bar and then walk to the bar. That's what you hear. That yep. is often where the best ideas come from. Why? Because yep. you, you drop the like that tight energy of trying to hold on. If you were mm. talking about manifestation, you probably talked about this, right? Like the surrender energy is when you let go. Yeah. So I'm now allowing that more mm. into my life. And it's, it's if nothing else, you're just happier because you're not stressed out. <laughs> Would you have yeah, that? totally. And something I hear with that for, for myself personally, because I had a coaching session yesterday about this is trying to put more and more and more on your calendar. Like just mm -hmm. because there's space on your calendar. Yeah doesn't mean that there's actually space and, and that that space can be used for what you just said, like going out and like taking a moment to just let it all sink in and to let more ideas come out yeah. for when you do sit down, right? Yeah. And one of the things that became really important for me was um, learning to create space mm -hmm. so that I actually could just think because yeah. sometimes it, it was going, I had a, a calendar as an executive where it was mm -hmm. like eight in the morning until seven, eight at night, sometimes like meeting, 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 client mm -hmm. meeting, da, da, da. and you're just, you're going in and reacting, but then to make the bigger decisions, you needed to create space. And I noticed I got up to, um, in my corporate career, the executive vice president level, it's a bunch of invented titles, but the CEO <laughs> level is the one above this. And what I noticed at the CEO level was that there was more space in their calendars which you would hmm. think was was the opposite. They seemed yeah. to be very busy, but actually they would force thinking time. Almost always there were these like hours here, hour there for thinking time. Mm -hmm. And it was partly blocked so to do work, but it was actually there because you need space to think. And mm -hmm. thinking can't come from the response reactive. So yeah. you as the CEO of your business, because you're not just a coach or an entrepreneur, you are CEO too. Mm -hmm. And what are you actually doing in that time? Are you creating time to think about what does this business look like in six months? How are you pivoting? Is this offer the right offer for right now? Or is there something coming up? Is what's happening in the industry? Like yeah. coaching it right now, there's a lot of people creating group programs and they're building seven-figure coaching businesses because they're scaling. But mm -hmm. I believe the industry is starting to go the opposite. I actually think we're going to want more one-to-one, mm. -one, smaller, mm. intimate, because 
The problems of a few years ago where you could scale and have a bunch of people in the business isn't the same as right now. It's a very complicated environment, especially when you yeah. take social media into consideration. Right. So if you're actually going to help someone, you need to go deep with their business. You can't say, this is how to do social. This is the 50 tips. Go off and build your content. That stuff doesn't work anymore. Mm-hmm. Hashtags don't work in the same way. The, mm. the algorithms are constantly changing. So to actually support someone properly, you need to go deep and understand their business. So think about that from a corporate perspective of your company. Yeah. Uh, if you're supporting other coaches, if you're supporting, can you are you actually in there and, and able to do that? Or are you giving them some formula for success that may or may mm. not work for them sort of circumstances? Mm-hmm. So that's my personal opinion of where the industry is going, our industry. Totally. But look at it for yours. Are you, you know, in a coffee shop and because of COVID protocols, you're selling in a certain way that isn't conducive? Or are you selling, you know, organic cotton clothes, but everybody's really into Lycra now? Or, you know, just thinking mm-hmm. like what's happening mm-hmm. and actually just being intelligent and informed about what's happening in your world so that yeah. you can play. And, and you can actually be a thought leader in it. That is something a lot of people just are in mm-hmm. response. What happens if you give yourself even one hour a week to be outside of the in response and actually proactive? Right. And to be an observer. Just exactly. observe what is happening in my world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great, that's a great tip. And that there's no secret formula for anyone because just like we talked about earlier with trauma too. It's like you could give someone the same formula as another person, but if this person has all these limiting beliefs and all these things that are stopping them from their childhood or when they were younger, then that formula is not going to work for them the same way that another person Exactly. Yeah, that's what happened with me. I I have all the things that it it worked really well for everyone. I had a couple clients and particularly I I have quite a few clients with ADHD, adult ADHD. I'm not a therapist, so I can't diagnose that. But what I was noticing was with that group was what was working for them was different from other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's what really triggered it for me was, well, okay, what's actually happening there? What is the mm-hmm. need? Because, you know, society tells us there's a chaotic mind ha- happening. And actually, I, in my experience, these are the most structured people that I've met. They really, really need structure. But mm-hmm. how do I hold them in the structure so they feel safe to use it versus yeah. having it overwhelm them? So that process of working back and forth and really co-creating with these particular businesses made me realize, okay, what else is out there that I'm not realizing? How can mm-hmm. I pull from a library of resources to really support people? Uh, and I feel like our training has really given me those that skill set. Yeah. We're always going to learn. I'm sure I'll be taking something next year because that's just how my brain works. But I'm <laughs> feeling so good about the ability of holding people now mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. when they're going through the emotional stuff as well as the yeah. business stuff. Yeah. And I love what you just said also about that next year, you'll probably take another course or something like <laughs> just being a lifelong learner. Always. Is so important. I always say to um, my husband and I talk like, what are we going to do if we, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get into our 60s and 70s? And I'm like, I will be taking a PhD in divinity or something. <laughs> I hope I will always have the capacity to learn and sit in a classroom and take in information and contribute because that's one of my big joys. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that so much. Um, I guess to wrap up a little bit here, is there anything else that wants to come forth for you? Mm. You know, I hope the message that people heard was that we talked about play and just mm-hmm. getting that what in however it is, play and curiosity. So if yeah. you aren't feeling good in where you are right now, can you be curious about it? Can you be curious about what's available to you? Can you have gratitude for what is and still set the intention for what you want, but from a place of play versus, oh, I'm not where I want to be now. Because mm-hmm. the truth is that place is always going to elude you all the way up to your last breath it's you're yeah. always wanting something that's human beings that's how we yeah. that's how we live and it's just so much nicer to live from a place of I'm grateful for what I have I still hold goals and I trust the process mm-hmm. taking aligned action that's perfect right there that wraps it up in a nutshell everything that <laughs> that you just said really is play giving yourself time and space and trusting and surrendering to what is coming and taking those steps, like taking brave and courageous steps, right? Because yeah. that's what's going to open up something new. If we stay in that same comfortability, nothing is going to change. 
the world exactly. keeps changing, but we, we can stay stagnant if we choose to. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Are there any book recommendations that you would recommend to anybody starting a business or someone that struggles with productivity? Yeah. So it's not so much a book re- recommendation, but mm-hmm. I actually would use the Pomodoro technique. Yeah. Um, and the reason for that is you want to get, there's a thousand books that you can, mm-hmm. I can tell someone to read and actually having the experience of doing something that embodied experience is so powerful. Mm-hmm. So if you have something that's been bugging you and sometimes it's like, I have a parking ticket I have to pay or whatever, <laughs> something like that, that's just on your list, set a timer for 25 minutes. You can mm-hmm. do it on your phone and just get the thing done. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't complete it in that time, you're going to get further along than you did. And sometimes these things like feel so energetically overwhelming and it's 25 minutes and it's out of our way. Yeah. So give yourself that experience. The just do it is the best advice I can give you. There's a hundred yeah. books on it and I actually feel like just experience it. And then if mm-hmm. that worked for you, do it again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great one. And if someone has a to-do list, that's like, 20 things how would you say to use that pomodoro technique in that like choose the most important one and then or yeah the least? So when i had the big 100 plus to-do list for um for the launching events and things i used to do a technique on it and this was a sunday night or a monday morning whatever it feels good for you when you're starting the week is run through the list and look at what anything that's less than five minutes and just mm-hmm. mark those five minutes five minutes and five minutes and get and work on those first. The mm-hmm. reason I, I say that is I know there's a lot of a theory of a tackle, eat the frog and do the biggest thing. Yes. And I'm a believer in give yourself little wins. So mm-hmm. if there's like a bunch of five minute things, start there. Then once you filter it out those little ones, mm-hmm. then you go to the bigger stuff and go, okay, what if I do one thing this week, what is the thing that's going to give me a success? Mm-hmm. And pick that, do that one first. And then say that again for the next thing. And keep going. And that's how to prioritize the list. Mm. And then what you said right there, the little wins. Yeah. And that's something we didn't really talk about, but like the celebration, right? Around like mm-hmm. those little things. Yeah. It feels good when you have like that little thing that you were meant to do and put off the list. Maybe you have a hundred of them and that's going to take your the whole day. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I, I'm talking about like those three or four little things that yeah. I got to send an email to this person. I got to follow up over there, check on this invoice get them out of the way, set the 25 mm-hmm. minute timer and, you know, blast through five of them. And mm-hmm. it's amazing how good you feel after that, because yeah. then you feel productive, right? right? So for me, that's a little win. I also am a believer in celebrating it. So do you, do you have celebrations with the stuff that you have? And mm-hmm. what are the things that you get to create? And that can be something as simple as the little pink lipstick, or it can be <laughs> a, a bigger thing, like a, an experience. How are you embedding yourself into feelings of joy if we're like we were talking about earlier about money if you're calling in money what are you doing to give yourself a feeling of the type of wealth you want are Mm -hmm. you you know and it could be I did this when I was in my 20s I lived in London and I used to go sit in hotels like fancy hotel lobbies just (laughs) because it felt nice and I was living in a studio apartment that was yeah with a terrible blue carpet and super dumpy but it was (laughs) like I would sit in these beautiful grand hotels sometimes have a cup of tea sometimes I could afford that or sometimes it was like sitting at the top of the bus, just because from there in, in, in London, when you're at the top of the double-decker bus, you often are at tree level. And it just mm. felt expansive and beautiful. And mm. I had time, so I was able to sit there for the hour ride versus being squashed on the tube. And <laughs> it was those little experiences of like, this is what it feels to be expansive and mm-hmm. seeing green and give yourself those little moments. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like a spray of perfume that you like or it's a special kind of water. Like they don't have to be big and they don't have to be material or expensive. They can be experiences. Yeah. Oh, that was such a beautiful piece of wisdom right there. <laughs> Good. I'm glad. Oh I my gosh. So much. I loved it so much. Oh, Vanessa, how can people find you? How can my audience find you? Yeah. So the easiest thing is for, um, I'll send you a link and you can pop this in okay. the show notes and it's Definitely. really 
at the moment, I'm just doing one-to-one uh, mm-hmm. work as I'm in the process of navigating uh, my, my business and transferring it mm-hmm. over into the U.S. So mm-hmm. um, I'm taking people that way. And it's through um, the, a link I'll send you. It's a Calendly link. Okay. And that's the best Perfect. way for them to connect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Anything yeah. else? Anything else? That's all. Thank you. It was so nice You're to complete. spend time with you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. And My I know pleasure. that this is going to benefit so many people, me included, because I just <laughs> learned so much from you. So thank you for allowing us to get a little insight into your brain and into your beautiful life, into your path to alignment. Thank you. It's very inspiring. I appreciate I you, Natalie. Will... I will speak to you shortly and hopefully have you on the podcast again in the future. Maybe you can tell us about how you called in your loved one in the future. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good. That's good. Okay. Bye. Thank you, Vanessa. No worries. Take care. You too. Wow. What an episode. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of Path to Alignment. I am so grateful for Vanessa's vulnerability and her openness to share. I truly learned so much from this episode. If you take anything away from this conversation, I hope it's to choose joy, to play, to heal, to create, to expand beyond your own limiting beliefs. And when your soul is telling you that you're in the wrong place, even if it looks right just trust. And finally, just do it. Do the thing. Take the big step to move into that courageous place. I help my clients move past their limiting beliefs to heal trauma that is stopping them from really stepping into their power, into stepping into that most authentic version of them and letting go of fear. So if you're in a place right now where you are looking to expand what you are already doing and to really just look at life from a different lens, I would love for you to reach out to me. I am here to help you create more alignment in your life. So schedule a free 30-minute alignment call with me using the link in my description And let's just chat. Let's see how I can help you in your journey to discovering your most aligned path. We have one life, one life to live. Make the most of it. Make the most of every single bit of it. And if that is seeking out help so that you can really see yourself in a higher light, then do it. But don't stay in the same place if you have a choice to make a change in your life. And finally, join my weekly newsletter to receive motivation, mindful messages, updates on yoga events and workshops, and exclusive life coaching discounts and much, much more. So have a beautiful rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening. I am so eternally grateful for you. If you resonate with this podcast, if you resonate with the messages, please share this with someone that you feel would resonate just as much. Let's create a movement together so that we can all create this beautiful path to alignment together and just raise the collective energy of those around us. Tune in next Wednesday for the next episode of Path to Alignment. Bye.